Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to a new edition of Around the Hearn this week. Two terrific basketball players from our area talking about their camps. And Will Voorhees of Columbus Grove and Dakota Mathias of Elida trying to get that information out there and get the young kids training with these pros as uh, much as I possibly can. They'll talk about their camps they have coming up. We had Martise Kimbrough a couple of weeks ago where he talked about his. And if you're looking for guys to take care of your kids and teach them basketball, you can't find any better than those three. So they'll be on to talk about everything going on with them. And there's not a lot of news going on as far as sports go. We're kind of in a limbo process where... The fall sports are supposed to start practicing on August the 1st, but whether that happens or not is a a whole other thing. And The OHSA made a change of leadership, if you haven't heard, at the top where they decided to replace Jerry Snodgrass as the executive director of the OHSAA. I thought, since I'm a big fan of Jerry's, he's been on the show many times to talk to him so many times a transparent guy one of my favorite people in the world especially in the sports world to deal with and I don't really think there's anybody better in terms of being a proponent for the kids and kind of uh, doing uh, things for the kids and you'll hear from quite a few folks who feel the same way Uh, coming up we've got broadcasters in Nate Stidham and Marty Bannister coaches in Matt Tabler and Corey Britton Dean Jackson, the host, will talk about his views as well as Bob Weber from Audeville in an administrative sort of look. But uh, look all across the board and so many nice things being said about Jerry all on the Twitter as well. That's coming up here in a couple of minutes, and then you'll hear from Dakota and Will Voorhees. But check out the hashtag ThankYouJerry on Twitter. Just a tremendous outpouring of support, and uh, I cannot say enough good things about Jerry Snodgrass. Hopefully he'll be on the show at some point. Still a uh, massive friend of the program, and I hope good things come his way. I know he's got a lot on his plate right now, but thinking of Jerry and uh, everything, hopefully we'll see a, a sunnier day at some point. Coming up on the other side of this quick break, you'll hear from... A lot of folks who want to say some nice things about Jerry Snodgrass. And that happens when we return here to Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. The one thing I can tell you about Jerry Snodgrass has probably been echoed by a lot of people in the media. His accessibility and his transparency with the media. For an organization that takes the amount of shots on social media and criticism that the OHSAA takes, I thought it was good to have a guy like that that would step forward and answer everybody's questions and be up front and try his best to engage with people 
no matter the type of questions that he got, that always impressed me. And I thought that was something that he was very, very good at. The other thing I can say about Jerry is every time I interviewed the man in a one-on-one situation, the first thing he would ask about is family. He wanted to talk about my kids, my my grandchild. I mentioned uh, that I recently became a grandfather. He was very excited about that one of the times we talked in recent months. And that was always at the top of his list of questions for me before we would even start to tape interviews. He, he, he's a, he was a very much a family guy in that regard. Uh, I don't know all the ins and outs as to what led to the decision. Everybody is still trying to figure all of this out. Uh, I will say this. It is a sad day for the Ohio High School Athletic Association because I think Jerry Snodgrass uh, was going to take them down the right path and do a lot of great things in the future for the organization. And he leaves the organization, and this change is made at a very, very difficult time for this organization. And that type of leadership and stewardship will definitely be missed uh, by a guy who I thought did a tremendous job in that role. All right, Matt Tabor from Perry High School. I just... uh... You know, kind of devastated by seeing the news with Jerry Snodgrass not being our commissioner anymore. Did a fantastic job. Just on a personal note, I remember back in 2017 when we made our state run. And in the regional, um, we had our assistant coach pass away. And um, one of the first people to reach out to us, because it was the night before our regional semifinal game, was Jerry Snodgrass. And he reached out to me personally. I don't even know how he got my phone number, but he did. He called me and said, you know, he offered his condolences and said, Matt, what can we do to make this better for your team? We can change the location. I've already been in contact with Fort Laramie. Um, we've got a hold of other high schools and um, we can move it back a day, two days, whatever you feel comfortable, whatever's best for your kids in your community. And that's just kind of leader Jerry was. Um, and that's what you want as a coach. You want someone to represent your state like Jerry did. And he always put the kids first and, um, you know, you, you don't find that in leadership all the time because it goes kind of against the grain. Um, but he put the kids first, and he's truly going to be missed. And I'm and I'm pretty sure that Ohio took a step back in, in, in the OHSAA by um, not having him there anymore. Hi, Jerry. This is Nate Stidham from uh, Z Sports 3. I just wanted to take a second to kind of send a token of my appreciation to everything that you've done for the state of Ohio and all the athletes and athletic directors, administrators, media members. Uh, I'm, I was a new guy in this. I, I came around about the same time that you stepped into your executive director role. And you know what? You made me feel like I've been there for 40 years. And us being a internet station at Z Sports, we kind of get some slack, but you were always one right there to back us up and really be on our internet radio train. And if we if we ever had any kind of a question, it was just a simple simple text and not a DM or anything. It was a text message because you were one of those guys that willingly gave your phone number out. And if we had a question or needed help, we knew we could get an answer fairly quickly. And one of my favorite memories uh, with you in particular, it was last year, Mike Hearn and I were recording an episode of Sports Corner and you were going to be our guest and you said, yeah, no problem. And come to find out why we're doing our interview, you actually stepped out of an NWC meeting just to spend five to ten minutes with us. And that, that always resonated with Mike and I. 
that just shows how down to earth and how much you care about doing as much as you could for Ohio high school sports. And it's a shame that we won't be able to see you around in that executive director role, but I'm sure we'll see you in some student sections or some high school gyms. And you're a local guy to us, so I'm sure we'll bump heads again. And I look forward to it. Again, just want to say thank you, Jerry. You you did a tremendous job, and I'm glad to see the outpouring respect for everybody out and across from Ohio. It's really been remarkable to see you get appreciated for everything that you've done and especially how you handled this COVID-19 pandemic. Wouldn't want anybody else to lead our way. Thank you, Jerry. Hi, Jerry. This is Bob Weber, treasurer at Ottawa Local Schools. I would like to extend my utmost appreciation for everything you have done for all the student athletes of Northwest Ohio and throughout the state of Ohio. Your leadership, your guidance, your unbelievable friendship towards everyone in the state of Ohio and making tough decisions along the way, but always having enough time to stop and talk to everyone, lend a smile, lend a hand, Tell them thanks for everything they're doing was incredible. I watched you through a lot of state championships, never passing up somebody, shaking a hand, always telling the workers great job and running a top-notch program in the Ohio High School Athletic Association. And lastly, I'd like to thank you for all the help and guidance and leadership you've given my son over the last three years as a new athletic director over at Pandora Gilboa Schools. Jerry, your friendship will last forever. We wish you nothing but the best, and we appreciate everything you have done. Thanks again, Jerry. God bless. Hey, Mike, this is Dean Jackson from My Sports on My 1027 in Paulding. I think the thing that strikes me most about Jerry Snodgrass, I found him to be authentic, I found him to be vulnerable, and I think more than anything, he was approachable. I don't think he ever shied away from any topic. And Jerry was just Jerry. That's why we loved him. He had a genuine concern for the kids, the coaches, and everyone involved. And I don't think there's any question about his love for high school sports in this state. He gave his life to it. I'm shocked, like everybody else. We'll see what emerges in the weeks and months to come. But as far as I'm concerned, there was no one better than Jerry Snodgrass and he, he always gave us plenty of time when we wanted to talk, including a 60-minute interview just a few months ago in the height of COVID-19. So, Jerry, we'll miss you. I mean, Jerry Snodgrass will have a, have a lasting impression, um, not only on me, but in our household. Uh, Jerry uh, helped me set up the proposal to allow me to propose to my wife. Um, state tournament four years ago, um, I contacted Jerry in the mouth early February and told him my plans and he told him he he loved it. So after the state championship game, um, new Concord John Glenn just won the state championship. And after the arena was pretty much empty, the kids are off the floor. Um, our family and our group of about 20 to 25 people got on the floor and I told my wife that Jerry came over and got us that Jerry was going to take us on a tour. And Jerry started talking about, you know, the facilities and all of a sudden, he sort of walked away, and we stopped in half court, and I proposed to my wife, and thank goodness she said yes, and Jerry was sort of our bodyguard, making sure people weren't walking through for pictures and things like that, so 
Um, Jerry, I've known Jerry since I was a child, and uh, he will have a lasting impact on our family for for sure. Allowing uh, allowing us to get engaged at the state tournament. Um, that was all Jerry, and I can't thank him enough for it. Hi, this is Aaron Gross. I'm the sports editor for the Crescent News in Defiance, Ohio. Uh, my recollection of, of Jerry and the memories uh, the, that I have of him are, are obviously all positive. But the moment that really jumps out to me is when Hicksville was playing in the Division Four state championship game at, uh, at the Huntington Park in Columbus. And uh, following the game, I knew that Josh Biederstead, uh, Patrick, current Patrick Henry superintendent and a uh, longtime uh, baseball umpire, was umpiring his last game. And so we wanted to do a, a small sidebar story on that. And, and as the game got closer and I got tried to get down to the field uh, to talk to the players after the game, I realized the umpires were getting off the field much too quickly for me to catch uh, Josh for any kind of quotes for a story. So as I tried to figure out how to fix the problem and and, re- and, and reach out to him, I happened to just walk next to, to Jerry Snodgrass on the co- concourse at the stadium and, and we said hi and, and he knew I was from Defiance and he's always had a, a real fond uh, memory uh, of, of his time at Defiance. So we had a nice conversation and he's probably noticed me kind of looking around trying to figure out what was going on. And, and he asked me and I told him what I was trying to do. And I assumed he was just going to, you know, grab an intern or, or a staff member that was around and they could help me out with the problem. But instead he got on the phone, tracked down where they should be. And he said, no, no problem. I'll, I'll, I'll get him right over for you. And in within 10 minutes, he found Josh. He got Josh Peterstead, and we. I got the story. And what jumped out to me so much is that he. He is the, he, the things that he did for people. The things, the way he was so accessible, uh, were all things that he didn't have to do. He did it because he wanted to, and he did it because he wanted to uh, better serve the athletes and the sports that that he was in charge of. And and keep in mind also that that Saturday. Jerry Snodgrass still had a trip over to Jesse Owens Stadium for state track and a trip up to Akron for the state softball championship still on his schedule that day and he was leaving uh, to go to Akron in I believe the next 10 minutes from when I saw him but he still made time for me and I will remember that memory as long as as long as I'm working in this business Uh, Jerry Snodgrass uh, is is one of the one of the best and one of the few uh, that really really you, it's clear that he puts the uh, he puts sports above all else and puts the well-being uh, of those the student athletes in Ohio above all else and uh, sports in Ohio are, are worse off without him. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Back now talking to Elida's all-time leading scorer and the guy who I think when he walked in the gym they were dropping threes at Purdue and Dakota Mathias. Uh, how are you? I'm good, man. Can't complain. It's uh, another day. You're not all that far from a birthday, I hear. Yeah, yeah, coming up this Saturday. It's kind of old. It's yeah, what twenty five? I think. 
25, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. I just had 38, so it's it's fine. <laughs> but it's funny because we're going to talk about your camp here in a second, but I remember a handful of times getting to uh, call your games when you were in high school, and now I feel old for saying that. But one that I always remember is you got into quite a shooting contest one time at Ottawa Glendorf and hit – I felt like it was – six or seven threes in the first quarter. But what I always laugh about it was you were right in front of the student section and just kind of, it seemed like you were feeding off of that. Yeah, it definitely was. I, yeah, I'll never forget that. OG was always kind of a big rivalry, you know, dating back to when, you know, my older brothers played and you know, OG always had great teams and, uh, you know, we, we hated them. So, you know, I grew up hating OG. So when they started, their student start, section started uh, saying stuff and I was on the free throw line and, you know, that kind of got me going for sure. I just I remember sitting at the opposite end of the floor towards the entrance, and you hit one towards the end of the quarter, and just kind of turned and did the the half head turn of giving them the look of it's going to be a long night for you. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I remember that too, and uh, yeah, like I said, they kind of got me going, so that was kind of their fault. I said that it, it's great though because it, for me, I laughed because it was one of the best two shooting performances I had seen in that gym. TJ Metzger had a couple that were just insane but it it just it was so neat to see you kind of that's what i i look at when i see high school sports is you know just having fun in the just the back and forth oh for sure for sure and i tell people all the time you know northwest Iowa basketball um it doesn't get much better you know it's so competitive the fans are into it um you know packed crowds every night especially in the wbl um so i think you know we were very fortunate in that aspect and the WBL was so good when you were there. I mean, it it seemed like every night you go in and you had terrific teammates when you were at Elida, but you were going to go in and you knew every one of those gyms you were going to have a battle every night. Absolutely. Like I said, that's the thing about you know WBL and Northwest Ohio in general. Um, even when you're at a conference, you know, you're playing you know LCC, Lima Senior, these type of teams, it's, it's, it's going to be a dogfight. Plus, you kind of had a marker. I mean, a lot of people wanted to beat Elida because they wanted to beat Dakota Mathias. And how often did you probably hear, uh, we're going to shut Dakota down. He's not going to do anything tonight. Uh, yeah, definitely a lot. You know, there's always a lot of talk, you know, especially in the off season. And you know, a lot of the time, you know, playing AAU, um, you play against a lot of these guys, you play with a lot of them. Um, I mean, my, my AAU team was full of guys that were from the WBL and, you know, the area. And, you know, we'd always talk about that, but, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't about you know one-on-one matchup or you know shutting me down. It's always about you know getting a win. It kind of continued though when you went to Purdue. You had kind of scattered your AAU teammates, kids from the area. I mean, you had you know different guys at Ohio State or Michigan, and and that's it's such a neat representation of this area. No, no doubt, no doubt. Like you said, you know, there's so many guys that you know went on to play you know high major basketball. Even you know Terrence Sullivan, Martis Kimbrough were you know all Americans at Finley, so. Um, you know, you had so many, so many good players. What I think is neat about that now is I just had Martise on last week and we talked about his basketball camp, how you guys have all come back and as pros have decided, you know, we, we went to all these camps when we were kids and Martise talked about all the Lima area camps of being able to give back. I mean, at what point did you kind of come up with that and say, I have to go back and I have to do a camp at home? Yeah, no, I've, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. You know, even you know, when I was getting older, going through college and stuff, and um, it was something I definitely wanted to give back. And like you said, you know, you hit you hit it right on the head. You know, growing up, you know, that's what I look forward to in the summertime. You know, I love going to as many camps, 
competing, getting better at basketball, um, you know, listening to some older coaches and, you know, players you look up to, you know, them being coaches, things like that. You know, that was huge for me. So being able to, you know, give back is, uh, it's everything to me. And I love it. And I, I hope we can keep doing it as long as possible. Your camp is $99 for boys and girls K through eight. You do two days in West Lafayette on the 20th and 21st of July. Come home to do two days in Elida on the 23rd and 24th. I asked Martisas, have you had anything you've had to do different for this year with everything with COVID versus the last couple of years? Um, yeah, so I was actually you know pretty hesitant to even have it this year. Um, but the thing that really got to me was you know a lot of the parents and uh, kids reaching out to me you know via you know Instagram, Twitter asking about camp you know that they were antsy about it they, they just want to get out of the house and do something and um that really struck a chord with me so we decided to have it obviously you know we looked at you know all the guidelines to make sure we weren't you know we were doing everything right and obviously we're gonna you know sanitize the basketball you know, make sure everything's clean and obviously check temperatures and um basketball wise we're just going to try to keep it you know smaller groups you know different station work things like that uh, you know try to keep it at a minimum um as you can but at the same time you know we're excited because you know so many people were interested again um, and they just want to get out there and play basketball. Do you still have the same feeling as a 15, 16, 17-year-old when you walk into the field house? You just kind of, everything rushes back to you? Absolutely. You know, the field house was, um, you know, it was everything to me growing up. You know, like I said, I was always a ball boy. I watched my older brother play. And my first dream, my first goal was, you know, to play varsity for, for Elida at the Elida Fieldhouse um, at the tip-off classic. You know, that was always my goal. Um, so I always, you know, I always flash back to that and, uh, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> and it's it's so neat because you walk into that building, and I think whether you've went to Elida, played at Elida, or just seen any game there, immediately you think all the crazy memories that have taken place in this one building. No, no, that's exactly right. You know, there's you know Channel 44, they do a great job. They always have, you know, these end-of-season videos, of, you know, all these highlights. And, you know, I go back to, you know, Jamar Butler, guys like that making crazy shots, game winners. Um you know, different things like that. So it's all, it always happens in the field house, and there's always good competition. And like I said, it's all Northwest Ohio basketball. I always figure it's kind of like the NCAA tournament video where they put all the buzzer beaters and crazy shots right. together. Yep, yep, you have exactly. to try to figure out, like, oh, you can only have 15 of them? Right, right. Like, are we going on a personal list? Are we going on a, a team list? How are we going to try to break that up? No doubt. Um, I want to ask you about uh, Team Mackey, Meta Mackey playing in the TBT tournament. You have a good. Uh, you feel good about their chances. They play obviously today as we tape this. They play Bayheim's Army later on today, but uh, good uh, representation for Purdue there. No, no doubt. I think uh, that was obviously a great win they had the other night. Um, you know, to come back like that. Um, Isaac Cost had a big game at the end there, but like I said, it's going to be a tough challenge against Bayheim's Army. They're pretty good, and they've they've had a core group for a while. That's the thing about this team. It's, a, it's kind of the first year. Um, they're kind of figuring everything out, but. Um, no, we're definitely going to play hard. So we'll see what happens. I think it kind of helps with Isaac that stick back that he's about eight feet tall, right? Yeah, no doubt. He's right there. He's right there. <laughs> I, I always figure for you, it's kind of got to be a different thing in the huddle because that's one of the few guys you look up to. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. He's, uh, he's still the biggest guy I think I've ever played with and probably will ever play with. Um, you've had kind of a, a different way of it, but do you like the Elam ending the way they're doing it? I do. I think it's. I think it's really cool. Um, obviously, there's a lot of science and you know stats behind it. Um, but I think I think it's really cool. It makes it competitive, and it's you know everybody wants to hit a game winner. So every game there's going to be one. So that, that's kind of cool. 
I, I've always thought it was interesting the way when they talked about implementing it, about how it was going to go, and different players had kind of different thoughts of, you know, you want to play till zero. Well, you kind of got to play through the overtime now. You've got to – every play really does mean something. No doubt. As soon as that target score is put up, um, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, win or go home. Especially, you know, this tournament's kind of cool because, you know, you pack your bags before the game. So if you lose, you're out of there. Um, so it's kind of an old school kind of mentality, and I, I like that. You, uh, right now, the Texas Legends, the Mavericks G League team, what, uh, for folks who don't know, what, what's going on with you right now? Yeah, so right now I'm just, uh, you know, training here in Zionsville, Indiana, um, you know, working out every day, trying to stay in shape. Um, I'm technically, I'm a free agent right now, so um, could get picked up by anybody. Um, but yeah, you know, that's about it. Just uh, training, working out, and, you know, see what happens. I could get called up any day. It could be, you know, October, November, but um, just staying ready no matter what. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you with the, I guess, the way that the current bubble is with what the NBA wants to do. Is it you would be waiting for, I guess, quote-unquote, whatever next season is, or would you be possibly eligible for what they're doing for this year? Yeah, you know, definitely. Anybody that's a free agent is eligible right now um, to go into the bubble if a team needs that, if they need a, you know, another player. Um, a lot of the roster rules have changed you know, with all this. This is obviously a different circumstance that nobody's used to so it's a lot different now so yeah and anybody could really get caught up right now into that it's uh it's so funny because it's such a different world that it's anything can happen at this point that's what we're hoping for no doubt that's exactly right so you know my mindset is you know every day just um you know do what i can you know stay in shape you know keep working on all the skills and you know be ready for the uh the folks who want to come check out the camp get their kids in their camp how do they find more information on that yeah, everything's on uh, DakotaMathias.com. Um, I have dates, um, you know, times, um, grade level, all that information is on there. Obviously, on my Twitter and Instagram, I've been promoting that a lot as well. So, uh, like I said, it's about under two weeks away now. So, we're hoping to get as many kids there as we can. Again, uh, thank you so much for doing this, and uh, happy early birthday. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. That's Dakota Mathias. His camp coming up in Elida on July the 23rd and 24th. From classic weddings to corporate galas and seasonal parties, Vaughn's Place serves all type of events. Make your social affair the talk of the town with their one-of-a-kind catering services. Vaughn's Place sets themselves apart by mixing creative thinking and colorful ideas with the finest culinary ingredients. Don't forget to check out their website at vaughnsplace.net or contact them for details on your event center rental or event catering. That's Vaughn's Place at 419-453-4227 in Audeville and online at vaughnsplace.net. Continuing to talk and try to promote things going on in the area and camps and such, talking to Will Voorhees, who has been on the show before. We talked about his journey overseas last time around, about college, about high school, but now about giving back. It's such a cool thing to be able to do these camps and to do the training with the younger generation, I would imagine. Yeah, it's really cool. I enjoy being around kids as it is anyways. I have a big family myself, and I was always uh, one of the older ones, so I feel like I have somewhat of a knack for it in that sense. But um, yeah, and also it's nice because it, uh, you know, giving back to the community that helped me get to where uh, I, I I've gotten, you know, that community being Putnam County. So uh, if I or in, even in the Lima area, I've, I've seen any any kids who are interested. Um, it's nice because, you know, it, it, 
there's a lot of things that I wish that I had known back when I was that age, um, ages about, you know, I, I trained kids anywhere from fourth grade to uh, high school. Um, there's a lot of things I wish I would have known back then that I know now. So if I can pass those on, um, you know, and help a kid get better in any way, then, you know, I count that as a win. Trust me, that's um, just called getting older. If I'd have known half the things I knew back then. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. And, um, not even that. I just try, uh, I, I, I try to show, I try to think about things that I enjoy doing or e- even now when I do workouts. Um, there's some drills that just, I, I know it sucks. Like I've done them, I've done them all before. And then there's also some drills that I've done in some workouts where I'm like, man, like that was actually fun. Like, you know, productive. Like I felt like I got better, but I actually enjoy doing it. You know, at the end of the day, I think in terms of working out and truly wanting to better yourself, that's, that's the uh, most important part is having fun while you're doing it. If it's something you can, you know, somewhat look forward to, it's going to be, you know, a lot easier to come in, work hard, you know, get a lot of good stuff in and get better. Well, it's kind of crazy because obviously at Columbus Grove, you guys, when you were there, you have kids looking up to you and you go through college and it's still the same thing, but do you do you find that you maybe approach it a little bit differently now that you're you've had some uh, life experiences you've been overseas you played pro ball of maybe how you uh, look at teaching kids now versus how they looked up to you when you were in high school? Um. Yeah. And like I, I think I just can't. I'm better at organizing my thoughts, and uh, obviously I've uh, you know seen more and more new drills as I've gotten older, you know, even up till this past, my rookie season in Germany this past year, I was still learning new drills. And I, I, I stole some of that stuff that I learned over there and I'm having the kids do it. So, you know, they're getting top, top notch, uh, top notch stuff, some of it more advanced than others, you know, and that's kind of how I gauge it depending on the age group that comes in, you know, I'll have the high schoolers doing, you know, a lot tougher stuff. I also will let them kind of, tell me what they want to get better at because like i said you I, I want them to become i want to make i want them to come in and tell me what kind of ball player they want to be and i'm like all right let's try to make that happen because i also think that's a big thing um kids trying to kids want to play a certain way but then they have you know some coaches or trainers who will you know categorize them and make kind of li- limit their abilities um so I, I, if a kid wants to be a point guard who can get to the rack and make a no look pass at the end of the play i'm gonna do my best to make you that player you know and i feel like some people would try to uh be like no we need to focus on the fundamentals like try not to get too like and i just think the game has changed to where um a lot of skills that are being stripped away from kids at a young age are actually um, starting to become, you know, more and more essential. So I'm just trying to teach them a lot of the things that I've learned uh, over the years. Since the last time that we talked, Grove had that big run, ends in the regionals, the world kind of goes sideways, all of that. Uh, Were you able to, after that, kind of talk to those kids or uh, maybe – you know, kind of find out how they were doing and be able to help them going forward for next year? Um, I haven't uh, 
like talk to too many of them about that. I, I wasn't, you know, I, I know of a couple of them. I'm, you know, a little bit older, so starting to get to the point where I know less and less kids who are you know, still in high school. But I do actually play in this little intramural, uh, or more of a pro am here uh, over in Grove. And uh, I played against a couple of them, and they, got, they definitely are—they definitely have some talent. There's some kids in there who can play. Um, but I can only imagine, you know, how tough that that was. Obviously, my season got cut short, but that wasn't my, you know, high school either senior or junior year with uh, state championship on the line. So o- only they know how tough that was. But uh, I, you know, I definitely feel bad for all those kids. I had Martiz Kimbrough on a week or two ago, and he talked about when his season got cut short in Spain that he had a heck of a time getting home. He had to take 10 or 11 different flights, I believe, before he got home. Did you have travel issues, or were you able to get out of Germany before everything sort of shut down? It was a little confusing. I think one of my first flights, um, I thought I was going to be flying out at a certain time, and I ended up having to wait, like, like nine or 10 hours later than that, which was fine, you know, but you know, the, the club handled, uh, all the confusion and got me set up and the, the plane ride home was actually pretty smooth. So it wasn't, luckily it wasn't, uh, too much of a hassle. You have, uh, seven dates coming up. Uh, the next one, five days as we tape this, the 14th, the 16th, the 21st, the 23rd, the 28th and the 30th of July for training how do people find out more about that? So um, they can follow me on uh, Facebook. I make posts all the time, um, you know, promoting it. Uh, I have my email. Um, there's a flyer on there with my email, uh, ways to contact me. Um, so my email is uh, wvorhees41 at gmail.com and they can just uh, email me there and I'll give them, I'll send them the flyer, the waiver and, you know, all the information that they need to, uh, to fill out for those. Um, and then I'm thinking about, uh, continuing to do this in August, but there's going to be a little break in there because August 2nd through the 15th, I'm going to be going out to Vegas to train for a couple weeks to help get my body prepared a little bit for, uh, you know, my next pro season. So depending on when I leave to wherever I'm going, which I have yet to find out, um, I might add some dates in mid, mid August. So stay tuned. Have you had to change anything, uh, as far as going to Vegas to train with everything that's going on or is that kind of still up in the air? I think uh, with, the, with the COVID stuff, I think if, if things would have been normal, I would have already gone out there and been out there a couple of weeks. I would have went earlier in the summer. but So instead, it's just a little bit of a later takeoff, maybe spend a little less time than I would have. And uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty sure they're let, um, my agent said that, you know, Early September is just when we're looking is what we're looking at for um, for takeoff. But last summer I only had about a week's notice before I left, so uh, you know obviously everything's up for change. <laughs> well, when you go to Vegas, you go down uh, 15 
look at the giant spaceship that is the Raider Stadium out there. I saw oh, it yeah, when they yeah. were building it. That thing is crazy. Yeah, I, I saw it when they were uh, when they were built when they were building it as well last summer. I think uh, it looks pretty. It looks pretty neat there in the city. It just pretty much wherever you're at in the city, it just shows up. It's just looming in the background. Yeah, you can well because it's just desert and no vegetation anywhere, so you can just see for miles. When uh, but, when you're talking about maybe going back overseas in the fall in the winter, is that you're talking about a week the last time? But do you know? I mean, who's you know maybe been in contact or who's maybe looking at you, or is that just kind of it, with how Vegas goes, it's kind of a blind draw. Um, so I think Vegas is more just for me personally, just to train to get myself ready. I'm not sure what opportunities lie out there, if any. Um, obviously, any, any opportunity to go out there and train with you know a certain level of talent is a great opportunity, regardless. But you know, in terms of my moves, um, overseas is definitely what's looking like it's probably going to be, and. Um, my agent's telling me, so I played. So I played in Germany last year, and I played in the second league. There's a really good chance that I can, um, I'll get signed to a first league team this year in Germany. Uh, if that doesn't happen, you know, I could still always go play second league. And uh, all he also mentioned, you know, Turkey is a possibility, and you know, Spain's always a possibility as well. So that's kind of what I got on the table out in front of me right now. Did you get to go out and experience Germany while you were there? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, so there was some um, some bigger. I was in a pretty small. So Bremerhaven, Germany, is a pretty uh, you know comparatively speaking to the other cities that I was visiting, and that had other uh, pro clubs in them. It definitely wasn't the like nicest city, to be honest, but. Um, you know, I, like I said, I traveled to other cities, so I got to experience. You know, I got the, I got the gist of you know what Germany was all about, pretty much. And there was a couple bigger cities around me who, that I took trips to. Got to, got to see a little bit. I took a, a cool trip to um, Amsterdam in the Netherlands while I was there, and you know, I, I just thought it was neat because that's a place that I would have never thought about taking a visit to. I would have never like thought, hmm, I'm gonna go try out Amsterdam, but it just happened to be the the you know closest recognizable city to me so you know i took me, me and a couple of my teammates took about a three three and a half hour drive um to amsterdam stayed there a couple of nights and you know uh on one of our breaks and that's ended up being one of my favorite cities i've ever been to so uh just certain experiences like that like doing this pro stuff isn't always the easiest thing but you know playing overseas uh, that's one thing I'll I'll be glad I'll take from it is just seeing things that I don't think I would have ever seen if it wasn't for basketball. You know, I always think those trips are the best because you just sort of ended up there and afterwards, like, man, if I'd have thought to plan that, it couldn't have worked oh, yeah. out any better. And if 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 there if I'm anywhere near there again next year, I'm de- I'll definitely make another trip there for sure. <laughs> well, I uh, I hope that everything goes well. I hope you get uh, everything figured out and. Uh, again, for people who would like to be a part of your training or hear more, how do they do that? Um, yeah, they can contact me at my email, wvorhees41 at gmail.com, or um, find my uh, page on Facebook, again, uh, Will Voorhees, um, and the flyer and uh, 
even more information and details um, they can find there on the flyer on my Facebook page. Well, I wish you the best of luck in everything that you have coming up. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me. Have to do it again. That's Will Voorhees uh, talking about training and everything else that he's got going on. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer could come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Welcome back here to Around the Hearn. So many thanks to uh, so many great people for being a part of this episode. Will Voorhees and Dakota Mathias both talking about their upcoming camps and their training for the youngsters. Nate Stidham, Bob Weber, Corey Britton, Dean Jackson, Marty Bannister, and Matt Tabler all for spending some time talking about Jerry Snodgrass and about what he meant to them. And I love the stories, by the way. I I was uh, actually there when Corey Britton got engaged in what he talks about. But uh, just such a cool moment, and that's that's my takeaway for Jerry because he's such a great dude, and uh, people know that. And media, players, coaches, whatever, they all love him. Just an odd thing. We'll see how uh, things progress going forward. But that's what I have for the show this week, and I hope that you have a great week. I hope that you're able to stay inside, stay cool a little bit. I had one rain out this week for bas- or for baseball, and uh, it's kind of an oddity. We had, obviously hadn't had that. I had 20 games this summer and had no rain outs. But off to uh, take care of some family stuff and to call some water skiing this weekend. Check out Twitter. you find some pictures and some video from that. Uh, at Michael Hearn PVP. Back with more next week. Got some big things coming up as we roll through the month of July. Have a great night and even better tomorrow. And as Mama says, love you later. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.